I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today on episode 68, I'm going to be talking about what areas of your life and ministry you'll need to examine to prepare for a great year in 2021. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. It's been a fantastic week as we prepare for Christmas. Uh, Thank you for all the encouragement. Pam and I are doing much better overcoming COVID. Our three kids are doing fine. Staff is getting better. I can't taste or smell anything, but uh, that's the worst we, we can get by with that. I uh, love this time of year. It's a great time to plan and prepare. And I, I just love to make lists and, and think about all the things that I want to do in the coming year. I've had a special treat. I got a chance to help my brother get married. I performed his wedding ceremony this last week. And also, it's been really amazing to see the response to episode 67. Last episode, the interview with Dinesh George. And his story really had a huge, huge impact, and lots of people listened to it around the world, which was really gratifying. And it was so powerful, and I've been encouraging people to listen to it because of Dinesh's heart, the rawness, the realness, his insight into Jesus. It all comes out in episode 67. I got this uh, email from Jerry Arena, one of our listeners, and he said, man, that Dinesh podcast was riveting. What a sermon. And it really was. It was very, very powerful. Today, I want to talk about taking inventory of your life and ministry. This is such a great time to diagnose and work on the weaknesses in your life and ministry. The end of the year, beginning of of the new year is such a perfect time to just just check in and go, okay, how have I been doing? As we move forward, it's going to become clear what you've been doing or not doing behind the scenes in your life and ministry. Warren Buffett, who's one of the richest men in the world, talked about the effect that has on us in a, in a bull market when the, when the monetary market, stock market is really growing, it seems like everyone's making money. But he commented and said, it's only when the tide goes out that you learn who has been swimming naked. And I think that's as true whether it's financially or in the ministry or spiritually. In with the COVID epidemic, we have a lot of privacy. One of the things most of us are at home, we've been locked down or spending a lot of time by ourselves and people can't see what's happening behind the scenes. If if you're a minister, you're doing prepackaged lessons and yet people don't really see what's going on. If you're, if you're working a job or um, a disciple in a church somewhere, you could you could be just sitting there not having quiet times for six months and no one would know. But there's going to come a time, and the vac- vaccine is just coming out. My daughter, Anne, 
is going to get her vaccine shot this Miss Monday. She's a, a nurse. And in time, the COVID's going to go away. And everything that we've been doing, good or bad, is going to come to light over time. And so it's such a perfect time right now to tune up your life in ministry. I think as a, if you're a leader, uh, whether a large church or small church, small ministry or Bible talk, you're going to need to stay connected to your people, even as they seem to be drifting away. It's one of the most challenging t- things as a leader is wondering, how are people doing out there? You just, you just wonder, are they doing okay? Are they still there? And one of the temptations, if you're a, a disciple, is it's easy to let things coast and to go into remote control. You just basically prepackage a couple lessons, you you send it off to whoever does your video work, and you're done. And to kind of just go, I hope everyone's doing all right, and I'll see you when COVID's over. But this kind of attitude is really dangerous, and it can lead to a lot of problems. One of my little hobbies, one of my hobbies is RC airplanes. I like to fly uh, remote control airplanes. I build them and I don't do it a lot, but it's when I get a chance and there's nothing else going on, I'll try to get out and go fly. Love it. I've crashed so many airplanes. I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of scary. One time uh, I was going out there flying. And if, you, if you're not familiar with radio control airplanes, they're a lot of fun. They're beautiful. And I, I grew up reading, you know, model airplane magazines and um, they're, they're fun to fly, but at the same time, they're really complicated to build and to get going. And there's a lot of little parts, little moving parts. There's servos, there's radios, there's receivers, transceivers. There's, I've got a lot of nitro engines that I attach to it, and, and it takes a lot. And the way I'm built, I hate all that detail work. I mean, I love to fly it, but I hate to do all the prep work. You got to make sure the batteries are, are all charged up, because if you don't, your plane is most likely going to crash, and I have crashed a ton of airplanes. Um, fairly recently, I was out, and I'd been busy in the ministry, and I, I don't get out very often. Maybe once every three months, I'll go out to the flying field, but I took my airplane out, and it's a big one. It's got like a eight-foot wingspan. I mean, it's a, it's a really, it's kind of a glider, has a little engine in it, and I didn't want to check all the details. I didn't want to check the batteries. I just wanted to go fly. So I didn't worry about it. And I thought, you know, it'll probably be okay. So I'm out there flying with, I, I, I launched it and it was really fun. I'm flying along and I'm just having a blast. And then all of a sudden I, I realize my control box, my, my, my radio in my hand, it's not really working. It doesn't, it's not really connecting to the airplane. The plane's just kind of flying. The engine's still going but it's not responding to my inputs. And the last direction that the plane was going on is headed straight toward me. And at my flying field, there's a lot of guys in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, and they like to get out there and just talk and stuff. And I, and I told him, I said, Head, heads up. And that plane came in like a kamikaze just straight for him. And all, all these old guys were just like ducking and covering. And they're like, whoa. And that plane smashed right into that whole area at about six feet high. It just showered balsa pieces all over the place. And those guys got up and they looked at me and they they just said, did you check your batteries before you flew? 
And of course I hadn't, I hadn't checked them. So the batteries had died while I was flying the plane. Anyway, the point of that long illustration is if you don't check up on the, on your life and ministry every once in a while, and you just allow things to go into remote control, you're going to have some major crashes. And so this is a perfect time for you to force yourself to go through your entire life and your ministry and tighten it up and make sure that everything is ship shape and excellent. Because when we do come out of COVID, you're going to want to know, hey, we're ready to go. Now, this is going to take a willingness to recognize weaknesses in your ministry and life skills. And here's some areas. And basically what I did is I just went through my ministry and from top to bottom and evaluated how am I doing? Okay, where where am I weak? Because listen, this this I don't care who you are, we've all got weaknesses. We got a ton of them. And it's a natural tendency to just feel like, okay, things are going fine. I hope everything's all right. What's the first thing I looked at? Finances. Okay. And I looked at our finances in the church and I go, okay, we need to take a look at the contribution. Okay. We need to, I need to make sure that it's easier to give electronically. I want to make sure that everyone has a packet. So it's really easy to give. Now we've done pretty well, all things considered, but I want to make it easy for people. I don't want, I don't want it to be a struggle for people. I need to know my numbers better. I need to know how I'm doing my, all the different budget items. What's the second area I looked at? Administration. Okay, how am I doing in terms of administrative help? If you are a preacher or a minister, you probably think, man, I don't like to do the administration. I don't like to do administration. Some of us are designed for it. I certainly am not. But I've got, I hired somebody just for three hours a week to help me with some of the detail work. And boy, I'll tell you, that's already made a difference. I just talked to her earlier this month and immediately I saw just saw basically help because I was so anxious about some administrative stuff like updating my websites and making sure things have been posted, all that stuff. Um, what, what else have I looked at? Leadership, staffing, and personnel. Okay, you need to take a look and go, am I really prepared for success in 2021? One of the most important things you'll need to look at is your core group, your, your basically your advisory council. And you need to make sure that you're unified and ask yourself, are we unified and are we meeting regularly? This is probably the most important thing I'd say in terms of leadership is you in a, in a situation where things can get very disunified and you're, you're not meeting with people live. The one group you've got to stay close and connected with is your core leadership group or your, your advisors. We call them shepherding group. And so make sure that you're unified just you know, it might be good just over the holidays, spend some time together and, and plan and schedule in the new year to meet regularly and to stay unified. Um, I just went through and just said, okay, what, how are we doing on campus of single staffing? Um, I'm definitely thinking about increasing the hours of our social media. The person who does our video production looks like COVID's going to keep on going here for a while. So I'm going to continue to, to work on that. I'll need to put a little bit of money into that. That's one of the things that uh, Tony Fernandez from the Broward um, County Church, uh, I can't even remember the episode, but he talked about getting good people to help you with social media and video editing, giving them a little bit of money. Smart. I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, deacons, making sure that I'm meeting with them monthly. i got to uh, 
reconnect with them in the new year for sure. I haven't talked to them in a while. Uh, social media team, having a, a bi-monthly, twice a month Zoom call, make sure that we're progressing. And that leads to the next area is technology and social media. Okay, this is huge. I'm really focused this next year on how to be more skilled in stre- streaming, recording, editing, how to use Zoom even better. In one of the areas, I, I've got a, I guess you'd call it a mid-sized church, about 135 disciples with about 200 prior to COVID meeting on Sundays, is how to develop split-screen worship. Now, this is something that we've been borrowing from other churches, and it looks great. I mean, the Denver church, the Boston church, I mean, they've got like nine different people singing and playing instruments. And we've just borrowed theirs, which is great. It's really awesome. But people don't realize, hey, that's not our church. I mean, that's not, that's not us. But I thought, okay, we're going to have to learn, even if it's just split in two, how to do worship within our own church. And I'm going to learn how to do that this in this coming semester. That's going to be a real focus for me is the first three months, heavy duty technology learning and figuring out how to do that. Um, so th- those are, those are some areas that I'm going to be working on. What, a, what other areas of weakness or areas do you need to work on? Communication. Um, how often are you communicating and encouraging your people? It's so easy to just, again, go into remote control You're not talking except for Sundays and Wednesdays. I really want to move toward a more daily communication and encouragement style. Just overload. Just people need the encouragement. So I'll be working on that. I want to talk about small groups, or we call them growth groups. I want to make sure everyone's in a great growth group. And so Pam and I, we took some time and rewrote all of our growth groups, our small groups, made sure that they're set up for success. Everyone's in a really encouraging situation, and we'll be announcing that in the this coming year. What else am I looking at? Fellowship. How's the fellowship? Are people talking to each other? And that ties in with the growth groups, making sure that everyone is in a really good small group. Evangelism. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to do an online Bible talk. I'm going to start an online Bible talk, a professional Bible talk, and I'm going to invite people in the church who are professionals, and particularly we've got some big companies in town, Raytheon Missile Corporation, and also Caterpillar that makes heavy-duty equipment. I'm going to invite those people to join the Bible Talk and lead a lunchtime Bible Talk for half an hour. And anyone in the church that wants to join, I'm going to do that. But I'm going to start doing that just to see how that goes. I want to start converting some great professionals. And I want to take a look at make at our Sunday program, Wednesday program, so that the program itself is really good for guests. And so those are some of the things I want to take a look at. Uh, service, getting the church involved in community, community service. We're doing some, some Christmas programs. We've got a great person named Daniel DiCochea, who is doing a great job with Hope, and he's organizing food distribution this, this Christmas. Um, discipling relationships. I want to meet weekly with my core group and making sure that I'm meeting with them, talking to them for at least 20 minutes. Just I know that doesn't sound like a lot of time, but if I could just meet more consistently with the people I'm working with. Also, with the guys that I've been meeting with daily, continue to meet with them daily. And what I've been doing that I've really enjoyed is going out and doing something really fun for a night or two, um, hopefully every month, but several times a semester. And so 
Um, this last this last fall, we went surfing and baptized a guy in San Diego, which was awesome. That was like with six guys and had a great time. Then another time, we went away for two nights and went hiking and backpacked to the top of Mount Wrightson, which is about 9,500 feet 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 tall. Now that, that was a lot of fun. But it's really fun. It's it's concentrated time. It's bonding time, especially for guys. It really connects. And I think about Jesus going up to the mountain with his disciples. There's something about it. I mean, when you're doing it, it kind of stinks when you're climbing to the top of the mountain. But when you get there, you go, that was awesome. I'm so glad I did it. Another area you need to look at, we need to look at in preparing for 2021 is our teaching. I want to create great, great devotionals and great teaching, deep teaching for my Wednesday and Sunday series. I am thinking about doing a series on Galatians, on spiritual formation, on marriage and parenting. But take a look at your teaching and go, okay, how deep is it? One of the one of the questions that you've sent me over and over again is, how do you motivate older Christians? And in the episodes with Tony Singh and with Robert Carrillo, they both echoed the same thing. You've got to have good, deep teaching to motivate older disciples. And I just... After hearing them a couple times repeat the same thing, I'm like, I've got to make sure my teaching is deep, that it's excellent, and that it's thought-provoking for older disciples. One of the things I did this last fall was I went through the book Knowing God by J.I. Packer, and I preached different Sunday lessons straight out of the book, pretty much following his outline, the scriptures. I mean, it was really moving to me and inspiring. I've read that book a number of times, but the material is so helpful. Older Christians really connect with that. And I got lots of good responses from older disciples like, hey, I really love that lesson. I did a lesson on God's wrath. Now, I hesitated to do a lesson on God's wrath. That doesn't seem like something that's going to get people very fired up. But guess who responded? An older disciple. And he's like, I really love that lesson. And I got a number of different responses from that lesson. And it's very counterintuitive, and yet it was very, very helpful. So very powerful. Uh, along with the teaching is you got to look at your preaching. You got to preach with power every Sunday. Are you preaching with power or are you just becoming kind of like the um, the casual coffee shop preacher where you're just kind of sitting back and just sharing some ideas? You got to preach with enthusiasm and power every time you get behind that podium. People need to feel not just the knowledge, but they've got a sense that you believe it that there's power in what you're preaching. And there, there needs to be an effort effort level that people can feel, even if it's a recording. And I'm going to try to pro- provide a series for each month. What else? Worship. Um, I want to try to pr- program the worship singing for three months in advance and ask the song leaders to, to practice more. I've got someone in charge. And again, I'm going to learn how to do that split screen work so that the singers can do great, you know, great um, worship in house, and I think that's going to be really powerful to have local singers, lo- local musicians doing our worship. Uh, meeting, building, and location. Okay, that's important. We, after I got sick, or right, right as I was getting sick, I decided we were, had been meeting together with some of the disciples in most of November. But then I, after Thanksgiving, I got sick, and I basically went back to a full-time uh, video presentation on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, but that's something we'll be looking at is we, currently we don't have a meeting location. We've been meeting at a school, and so we'll have to take a look at that. 
Let me just by close by saying this. This is the year 2021 is the year of the blank slate. It's like a it's like an empty canvas. You get to make it just the way you want it to be. But before you start slopping on the paint and start really doing something new, you got to take a look and go, okay, how have I been doing or what have I not been doing? What have I allowed myself to just neglect? This is the time right now before the new year to really honestly look at it and don't be afraid. Don't, don't shame yourself, but just go, okay, I've not been doing that. I need to really work on it. We don't often get a chance to start all over. And yet this is exactly the situation we find ourselves in in 2021 is you can build your church or your ministry or your Bible talk or whatever you're in charge of all over. You can do it just the way you want to do it. And oftentimes we can't control directly the growth of our ministry, but you can choose to grow and improve you, yourself, and your ministry. And one of the things I'm working on in 2021 is I I had a big you know, growth goal for 2020, and we didn't hit it. And I st- sat staring at that goal the whole whole year, knowing we are not even going to come close here because of COVID. And it's frustrating. And so I'm not going to worry about the growth goal. What I'm going to focus on is how can the health of my ministry be as strong as possible. And I'm confident that if I do that, then things are going to be amazing, and we are going to grow. Now. That's that's what I would encourage you to be thinking about. How do you want your life and your ministry to feel a year from now? What convictions do you want to have? Um, what structure do you want to see? What what kind of love, faith, technical skills? What kind of unity do you want to see between your church and other churches? I would, as you think about this coming year in, in your your ministry, start with areas of resistance. Think about the areas you go, I don't even want to deal with that. Take a hard look on the areas that you resist the most because those are often the areas where you can see the most progress. And don't run away from it. Don't avoid it. But just go, okay, I don't want to deal with that particular issue, whatever it is. Some of us are like wizards with the technical stuff, but we're not connected with the spirit. We're not doing that well spiritually. So whatever you're resisting, give it some special attention. Take a look at it more in depth. And we're going to talk more about this in in coming episodes and preparing for 2021. And that, that's what I just say. The people listening to this podcast, people like you, I know you're dedicated to growing and advancing the kingdom of God. And that's why I really respect you. And that's why I love doing this podcast, because I know that you love God. You love his kingdom. You want to be a participant. You want to make a difference. You want to move your wall. You want to build your wall a little bit higher. And that's what we're all trying to do. And that, that's why I I'm grateful to be a part of your life. I'm grateful to be able to contribute. I I love it. I, I got this email from a listener a while back, and this this kind of stuff really makes gives me the motivation for doing the podcast. He said, Hi, Rob. My name is Carlos Fuentes. I'm a brother from the Chicago Church of Christ, Midpoint Ministry Center. First, want to thank you for all the work you're doing. You've inspired me a ton over these past months. I'm a part of the Revive Mission team heading to Budapest, Hungary, and I heard you share a convicting lesson at one of our morning meetings. As I'm preparing my heart for this venture, I've listened to your podcast on a weekly basis. The convictions and testimonies of these men and women you're interviewing have continuously lit a fire in me, and I love how the questions you ask are so relevant to young leaders who want to do amazing things for God. I want to let you know that your podcast is doing exactly what it says. 
Young leaders in my ministry are benefiting from this training tool, and the voices from the wise disciples being interviewed are being heard. I'll be praying for the work with your podcast, The Tucson Church, and may it produce fruit from your labor. Thanks again, Rob. Make this life count. Your brother in Christ, Carlos Fuentes, Jr. Thank you so much, Carlos, for writing that. That that type of stuff just builds me up so much. It just lifts my spirit. In fact, I take those, I copy it, I put it in a special document just called Podcast Encouragement. And when I get down, I read through those. And it really, really lifts me up. So thank you. Let me leave you with an action step from, from today's program to take before the end of the year. Take a getaway by yourself or with your wife or husband. And the purpose of this retreat should be, of course, just to connect with your significant other, but really to take inventory and to go over the things we talked about in this episode. Talk over what matters in 2021. Talk over the areas you feel like, okay, we need to really work on this. We need to change this. This is something that my my wife and I started doing when we first got married. And we just did this last week. We went away for three nights to Sedona, Arizona. It's one of our happy places, a place we really like to go. I found some in, an inexpensive Airbnb for us to stay. And basically what we did is we just w- would wake up, have a quiet time. We went out for hikes and we would just talk the whole time. And it was planning, but we would just talk. Then we'd eat and talk more and just talk, talk, talk about, about the very things we've gone over here. What do we want to do better? What's not happening? What needs to change? And not only did it really benefit our marriage, but we're going into the new year really excited. We came back just going, okay, I feel like we got a real handle on things. We've got new new Bible talk set up and we are ready to go in 2021. I hope you're, you're excited about 2021 and I want to help you to prepare. If you'd like an outline of this episode to help you with planning, uh, just to give you ideas for things to need to look out for, just email me. Go to robskinner.com and you can go to the contact page there and you can email me. And I'd be glad to send that to you. No problem at all. If you're enjoying this podcast, let me just ask you a favor. Let your friends know about it and how to find it. Tell your church friends and please spread the word. I want as many people as possible to benefit from the insight that the people have as I interview them or even the things that I share. My goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.